The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good evening, America, and good morning, Australia. You're listening to Radio Tony Live on W4WN. And hello, everyone. We have a special treat today. We had Maria Lacey on last week, and she's kindly agreed to come back on this week and answer your questions from last week. But before I get Maria live, just a reminder that Radio Tony has its own Facebook page and its own website, and you can connect connect with me, subscribe to our newsletter, and our newsletter always has who's coming up when on what show. And also in September, just letting you know, I'm launching my first online course. But I've got another gift for listeners today, and I'm going to put the link in the chat box for you to pick one of two freebies. Now, Maria is a healer, counsellor, author, speaker, spiritual mentor, Reiki master, hypnotherapist, meditation teacher and intuitive guide. She has been published all over the world in books and articles and I am really delighted to have Maria back with us live this morning to answer your questions. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Tony. Great to be back. So, last week we had some wonderful questions and I thought as a treat for the listeners, we'd get Maria back to add some live. And the first one is, do you still have that little girl inside you? Absolutely. In actual fact, we all need that little girl and me in particular. That little girl now um, plays and giggles and jumps in puddles and uh, and the most beautiful thing is when I feel her frightened inside me, I now as the adult can actually sit with her and, and tell her how much I love her and how safe she is. And so, yes, definitely have that beautiful little girl within me. And that's important, isn't it, Maria? Because the child inside us who was not safe when you were little needs to know that you're safe and healed now as an adult, yeah? 
Absolutely, um, most definitely, and uh, and she needs to know she's supported, and uh, and through that healing process, um, she learns to trust. Um, within uh, a, a self-trust, which is such a beautiful thing. So how did you come to – one of the listeners wanted to know last week when we talked about when you were little going yeah. to church by yourself, and they want to know how come you were able to go up to the church alone? <laughs> Because um, my parents didn't want to go to church. Um, my grandparents on my father's side were Irish, very, very strong yeah. uh, Catholic. And, um, yeah. But my parents didn't want to go to church, but it was something that I felt very, very drawn to. Yeah, and it, it helped you a lot, didn't it, Maria? Hu- hugely. Uh, it, uh, it gave me, it re it re. Uh, reinvigorated me in a way and reju- rejuvenated my faith and and hope that I was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. The next question says, was he teaching you? And I can't quite remember if that refers to dad yeah, I wasn't quite sure on this question myself as well. I was yeah. um, thinking, I, I sort of sat with that one the other uh, last night and I was trying to think, was, what was he teaching you? So I, I'm not, not exactly sure. All I can think of was that, uh, and, was, and I know the next question, was it a good relationship? Um, yeah. I was trying to work out what that was in reference to. Yeah, I'm not quite sure on that one. So whether they were referring to God, <clears throat> was God uh-huh, teaching Rebel's me? going, it was your boss. Oh, okay. Thanks, Rebel. Um, so, yes, my boss was amazing. Yes, of course he was teaching me. He was teaching me to um, – he was actually encouraging me as a young woman um, to uh, embrace who I was and also to how to actually fit into the corporate scene. So, yes, he was definitely yeah. teaching me. And, and he it, was the first male role model that sh- that showed you a different um, way that men could be, yeah? Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. So it was an excellent relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Next question is, were your kids grown at this point? No, because I was only 19. I didn't yeah. ha- I hadn't yeah. had my children at that stage. Yeah. Do you feel your connection to the church helped you find a better place? Look, yes, most definitely, and especially in those days. Uh, I think any coming together of... Um, people in prayer and communion mm-hmm. is such a beautiful place to be. Yes. Yeah. The next one is, were you working at the same place where the man that taught you things worked? That's a yes, wasn't it? It was yeah, the same place. It was. Yeah. He was my boss. Yes, absolutely. Um, next question is, could you not get help from their father? So I think that's referring to when you separated and were divorced and that really difficult single motherhood road. Yeah. 
Unfortunately not. Um, he wanted his freedom. Uh, and yeah. so that was um, the way it was. Uh, it took me a very, very long time for him to even uh, have the children. So that was huge negotiations. Yeah. Um, next one is, where was the father at this time? Uh, where was he? He was, he, well, obviously he'd left, um, he'd left uh, and yes. basi basically he, he still lived in a suburb that was around 15, 20 minutes away, but he was um, enjoying the single life. Yeah, which is unfortunate and often happens. Yeah. The next question, when did, when you started with meditation, did you find your faith start to change? What a great question. It is a great question. I would say that it enhanced my connection to the God self within me. Yeah. Um, so my faith, in reference to my faith, most definitely, because what it did was it helped to silence my mind and helped me to connect in a way that was a much more peaceful, uh, loving and um, I would say a, an awareness grew. So, yes, very much so. Next question is, why are you pushing yourself <laughs> so hard? I loved that question. Um, yes, in actual good, fact, it? it's a very, very good question. So thank you to the listener who put that one and, and all the other questions, of course. Look, I was, my father was an alcoholic. I was a workaholic. It's not unusual um, for us to be able to, to have certain um, preconditioning, but I didn't drink yeah. um, and I still don't drink to this day, but I um, became a workaholic. That's um, that is so um, brilliant because uh, yes, I was a very much a workaholic. I was driven. Survival actually was the very thing yeah. that was driving me. And um, but today, in these days, and um, um, I've learnt a lot more about balance and and the gift of um, enjoying that balance in life. So I don't work as hard <laughs> as I did yeah. in those days. Yeah. What does meditation actually help with? Wow, that's so many different things. So I would say it's definitely stress and anxiety because I've certainly experienced yeah. that. Chronic pain, um, most definitely. I um, have also experienced lower disc bulges and uh Meditation was a very, very thing that got me through, um, which was wonderful. Helps to create a positive mindset because it it helps to temper that monkey mind. You know the mind chatter. Yes. Helps us to yes. ground um, and reduces it that calms your brain. Oh, it does, doesn't it? That's it's, what it does for me. Yeah, I find absolutely. myself much calmer. And, yeah, and increases, increases our patience, I think, and tolerance in a lot of yes. ways yes. because yes. we are so much more calmer. And that negative emotion tends to temper. You know, it's, yes. sort of, it's almost like it washes it through with that beautiful, calm, 
loving energy and um, tempers it. It just washes it away and creates it much. Does, it, it seems to do something to your brain waves. Well, that's how I feel it yeah. does for me. It just, yes, tempers my brain waves and my overactive thinking mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about meditation in a moment. But the last question was, where were your kids during your illness abroad in Bali? Okay, my children are grown up. They were grown up. Well, they yeah. still are grown up. And they live quite a distance away from me. So um, so I have a child that's overseas and another child that lives quite a distance. So I was very much um, on my own. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that um, Maria sent me this morning before we came live on air was a link to her free meditations. And if you've never tried meditation before, here's your opportunity. The link is in the chat box to YouTube where Maria has beautiful meditations that are free. Um, and on that line, there are many, many, many forms of meditation available freely to you across the internet. And from someone who is relatively new to a meditation practice, it is a lot about picking what resonates with you. Isn't that right, Maria? Absolutely. And and the voice needs to resonate with you. So, yes. Uh, if you can't listen to the guided meditation in particular, if you can't listen to the yeah. voice, that's okay. It's not a detriment to the person who's who's um, working with you there. It's just the resonance of the voice. So you just need to research and just find someone else and then other times you oh, get someone. that voice that makes you feel calm. You'll know yeah. it when you hear it. Absolutely. Or even some of the beautiful meditative um sing singing bowls and music and yeah. uh waves crashing on the beach any of those things that you find that calm your soul that's what you need to listen to so just listen to yourself and you'll find uh, a meditation that works for you be that song or guided i.e spoken word most definitely well, yeah. Once again, um, thank you, Maria Lacey, for being ready again to answer my beloved listeners' questions this morning. Um, I know you've taken a little bit of extra time out of your busy week, and we really appreciate you coming back to answer their questions. And that link, once again, listeners, is um, marialacey.com.au. That's Maria's website. And anyone from anywhere in the world can connect with Maria via that website. And then I've also put up the Maria Lacey YouTube YouTube link so that you can tap into some of her beautiful meditations. Maria, thank you so much for being on the show again this morning. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Wonderful to have you back and I'm sure this won't be our last conversation. So thank you, Maria. And next up, we have another beautiful new friend of mine, a lovely lady by the name of Vanessa Labaka. Now, Vanessa has um, a pretty special story. In 2010, Vanessa's son, Aiden, was born. And by the time he was aged two, 
he was starting to show signs of autism. And that's when everything in Vanessa's life changed and she dedicated her life and to helping and healing uh, Aiden from his autism. She has a really inspirational story about people learning to live life and take their health and healing into their own hands. She especially wants to support mums who feel de- defeated when their kids are diagnosed with autism or other life-challenging ailments. And her favourite quote is, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. And it reminds her that the trials and tribulations will always be there, but there's always something else that will take our breath away. There's always something to be grateful for. So this morning, lovely listeners, I'd like to introduce you to Vanessa Labarca. Good morning, Vanessa. Good evening for you. Apologies. Good morning. Good evening for me. Yes. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me on this evening. Um, we have had um, a few conversations about your life and we've talked about your beautiful sister-in-law as well. But today mm-hmm. I want to focus on your journey with Aiden. And so can you tell our listeners what it was like uh, when you started to notice things that weren't quite right in Aiden's little life? Absolutely. Um You know, this is very controversial and I'm going to just briefly touch on it and then move past it because it's not about that. But um, Aiden, prior to his second birthday, had received six vaccinations in one shot um, and went into anaphylactic shock and was treated with antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Within a few weeks, we started to lose our son and started to notice a huge difference. Um, his eye contact disappeared, he wasn't communicating, and then it just progressively got worse. He started having meltdowns constantly, couldn't express himself anymore. He would um, bang his head on the wall when he was frustrated, creating huge eggs. And I kept saying to my husband, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. And, you know, men don't want to have to deal with that. You know, they want their perfect little boy. Um, And I insisted that we get a psychologist to come in and evaluate him and see what's going on neurologically. Um, And, you know, at first he didn't want to, but he acquiesced. And, of course, the psychologist came in and observed him, observed him walking on his toes, which is a typical trait for autism. He witnessed some Mm -hmm. of the meltdowns. Um, The meltdowns were just so incredibly extreme. I couldn't even go to the grocery store without him lashing in a shopping cart where I would literally pick him up, take him and just walk out crying. And at that time, I just had a second baby and was almost pregnant with my third. So it was, yeah, so it was very, very hard at that time. But the psychologist, you know, noticed all the signs and said, look, I'm going to diagnose him with PDD-NOS, which is just basically Uh autism. And it stands for pervasive delayed development, not otherwise specified. So he had traits of everything. So it wasn't that he fit into one box specifically under the autism, but he had some of the ADHD. He had sensory issues. Things started to bother him. He started to hate the feeling of his clothing. And that's what started us on our journey. I mean, the minute that he had the diagnosis, my husband was devastated. And, 
you know, coming from a hard childhood, a hard life myself, for me, it was like, I'm going to get up and tackle this head on. Nothing is going to stop me. This is, this is not the life he's going to lead. I'm going to go ahead and take the bull by the horns and get him the help that he needs. Mm-hmm. So um, that's essentially what I did. We started, you know, I called in, you know, state of New York. We were living in New York City at the time. Is very good at getting yes. services in. And um, uh-huh. they came in and evaluated him and started, you know, therapies right away, ABA therapist. And I had an amazing yes. ABA therapist. And I said, so is this going to go away? Is this permanent? If he gets this therapy, is it going to go away? Help. And she yes. was very holistic and alternative. And she said to me, start looking at food, start looking at nutrition, start looking at alternative ways to treat him. And she's not meant to say that, but she had become a friend yes. and just saw a mother in yes. desperate need. So we started with that. We found a pediatrician who was a third generation pediatrician who started to see the rise in his pediatric office with autism, childhood diabetes, um, allergies, all sorts of issues. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, there's something mm-hmm. going on. We've got to treat these children. And he opened up a holistic practice called the Path Center. And he had a nutritionist, a detox nurse. And he started looking at labs and saying, what is it? Let's look at the uh-huh. genes. And he does have a genetic mutation, which is called the MTHFR gene mutation which means mm-hmm. that these children who are diagnosed cannot detoxify. So when they are subjected to, whether it's a vaccine, whether it's chemicals that we're exposed to in our environment, whether it's you know non-organic yeah. foods, they can't methylate. They can't detoxify. And so it builds up uh, in their huh. And when that builds up in their body, it creates a host of other symptoms. Um, and so what we started doing was you know regular blood work. Um, checking his yes. homocysteine levels, checking for deficiencies. And when you're healing, you really have to start slow. You can't shock the body. And yes. I know as a mom, you're desperate. You're like, give me that quick pull. Give me that quick fix. I want to yes. help my child and I want it now. I want it now. Yes. But there is, yes. you know, and I have so many moms that reach out to me and they go, what did you do? What worked? And I always say to them, you know, there is no one quick fix. Healing is multifaceted and it's ongoing. And that's why I say, you know, one of my favorite things is I'm always learning forever changing because there's always new stuff to learn. There's always more things to explore. So I'm always digging deep into what can I do? How can I help my child and how can I support other children? So, um, you know, we started with the nutrition we put him strictly, which was which is really hard, on a gluten-free, dairy-free yes. diet. Um, yes. Supplementation, you know, started with multivitamins, things that he was deficient in, minerals. You can't give too much at one time because it's hard on the stomach. Yes. And often with, yes. the, with autism, it's a gut-brain relationship. There's a lot of leaky gut, and yes. so it's healing that gut, you know, to help the brain. So, um, you know, yeah, obviously, gluten-free, yeah. dairy-free, foods that irritate the system, supplementation, and then we continued with the blood work. As we started yeah. to see slight improvement, we then did 40 dives of hyperbaric oxygen chamber, and they were all consecutive, including Sunday, every single day. And him and I went into a hard chamber, um, and he yes. had a hard time with that because it's like deep-sea diving. The pressure's intense, the, your ears hurt, and you're in yes. there for about an hour and a half, and you go deeper and deeper. And that's just to get oxygen yes. to the 
brain because when you get oxygen to the brain and you get blood circulation, the body can self-heal. And so we started with right. that. Um, we so then you ten- went in there with him, Vanessa? I, you went into I the did. chamber with him? The, I did. He couldn't go in by himself. You know, it's a fairly no. large metal chamber um and we were able you know to take our ipads in so that that we could yes. do we would read stories in there we would sing songs but the ipad technology it was my saving grace because there's no way he would have sat in there um no. and like i said he was really you know two three four years old really just hard it was yes. very very yes. tough the meltdowns were hard but um you know then we did um, a chelating cream, and we noticed um, our pediatrician did a pre and a post chelating. We noticed huge amounts of aluminum in his body, mercury, cadmium, all sorts of them. So we had to chelate. Chelation can be extremely dangerous if not done under supervision. Because I when was just going to ask you, Vanessa, can you explain chelation to our listeners, um, please? Absolutely. So. In order to test for heavy metals in the body, what you need to do is they do what's called a pre-urinary sample. So you urine uh-huh. and they see your levels. Then they put the chelating agent on you, which is a transdermal uh-huh. cream. There are several different ones. We did EDTA, DMPS, and then we also did a third one much later that was stronger. And it's Dr. Buttar Rashad, who's based out of North Carolina's protocol. Um uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what you did uh-huh. is you put the chelating cream and then you urinate again. And what it does uh-huh. is it measures the heavy metals in your body and it gives you that baseline. And then for a month, every day, you put that chelating cream on your body behind your legs where it's veiny and in the creases yes. of your arms um, so yes. that it can get into your bloodstream, into your skin. The skin is the biggest organ. We don't realize that it we is. absorb everything through the skin. Through and the so skin. what they do yeah. is you know, a month later, they go back and they take another urine sample and they look at where uh-huh. the baseline was of the heavy metals. And at first, they actually yes. want to see the metals go up because that means you're excreting, you're getting rid yeah. of those heavy metals yes. and then gradually yes. watch them go down. And so we did that and we observed, you know, did him that, getting did, rid of Sorry, Vanessa, this is fascinating. Did Aiden's heavy metals go up in the first instant? Like yes, they, they predicted. Uh huh. Yes, yes, they absolutely did. They went up initially, and they were really high. They were shocking. Um, yeah. Sorry, my interrupted. Aiden, I'm on a call, honey. And um, they initially went up, and then you know gradually came down. We went from, you know, a very very mild chelating agent to a stronger one. And then to uh-huh. an even stronger one. So you've got to really start off slow and gradual. Um, because if yes. you deposit, and what we did experience on the stronger chelating agent is that it can deposit it elsewhere and activate it again. And so Aiden started uh-huh. exhibiting seizure-like behavior on the much stronger one. And so we had to look yes. at the body. And so a lot of it is watching him, listening to his signals. Yes. And using my own intuition and my motherly instincts to guide me. And the minute I saw him reacting, you know, he would clench his jaw and his whole head would tremble. I was like, it looks like he's having a seizure. Is is this creating seizures? And I went in for an echocardiogram, an EGG, and um, everything was normal. Um, 
So thank God he wasn't having seizures. So, you know, we, I, I cut back on that and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to use nutrition to chelate, you know, and do it yep. gently and easily because this, this is really intense when you go to the stronger yes. chelating agents, you know, and I also use things like essential oils, um, you know, and the FDA doesn't allow us to say what it does, but, you know, just to help with brain yes. or just to help with, um, yes you know, calming him down. There's certain oils that are very grounding that I would put on him that would just Lavender. help calm his body. Right. Yeah. And there's one yeah. of her that is very grounding and earthy yes. smelling. Yes. Uh, and that I would put on him for school. So, you know, we, we started with that, um, you know, with, you know, a plethora, like I said, of therapies. I mean, you're talking sensory yeah. issues. So we did occupational therapy. We did physical therapy. We did feeding yes. therapy because his eating habits, this is a kid that ate everything and he went to eating nothing. Everything was sensory and it wasn't, I only want crunchy foods or I only want this kind of foods. It varied. So I couldn't say, oh, he'll eat the crunchy yes. foods or let me make kale chips because those are crunchy. It it was yeah. visual, it was texture and, you know, he'd eat crunchy if it was a cookie, but not crunchy if it yeah. was roasted crunchy vegetables you know so yeah. I had to learn mm-hmm. how to cook alternatively for him and I started tricking him and I started making him well he liked ice cream he liked popsicles so yes. I would take spinach yes. and orange juice and berries and puree that and put them into popsicle yes. mold and he would get yes. the spinach that way you know I made him gluten-free yeah. pancakes and I would put hemp seeds and chia seeds and flax seeds all into yes. that yes protein powder and maca powder so that he would get the nutrition he needed. Um, yeah. Eating therapy was really just excruciating. You know, first I had to smell it, yeah. lick it, and then taste it. And I almost feel like it was more traumatic for him. Now that he's yes. 10, I can say, Aiden, sit down, eat it, try it. This is for your brain. Yes. This is going to nourish your brain. Yes. So yes. after we had done all of that. Um, about four years ago, prior to four years ago, Duke University was doing a study using children's umbilical cord stem cells to treat autism. Yeah. And I think there were yeah. only 10 children in the study. And I called and I begged and they said, we are full. There's nothing left. And I said, when oh. you open a study, please, if you're going to open up another study, please put me first. And yeah. I am tenacious. I'm relentless. If yeah. I want I yes. am going to get it. And so I called Duke and I checked in with them regularly. The minute they opened up the study the second time around, I was one of the first people in. Um, Aiden qualified. Um, and he, we went twice. Once was placebo and once was stem cells um, uh-huh. for improvement. Um, because we saw improvement and he was in the study and he had stem cells that were left because we had banked so many of his own umbilical cord stem cells, we went back for a third time. So it was two infusions, one placebo. And we saw huge improvement with using stem cells. About the same time I implemented a device called a BEMA, which is basically a bioelectric mat. And it also does kind of what the the hyperbaric oxygen chamber does, it increases microcirculation in the body. Um, And when you increase circulation in the body, you get healing, you get oxygen and nutrients to the cells, um, and then you can get rid of waste product. 
So we started implementing that as well with him on a regular basis. Um, at uh-huh. eight years old, um, Aiden went, you know, he went from ABA from one school to the next school. And, you know, mm-hmm. everyone kept saying he's doing so well. And so I yes. went to yes. my girl's private school and I said, if I send an Aiden, will you accept him? And they were like, we don't merely accept kids that are challenged, but we're willing to have him come in for a week. And if he meets our criteria, this and is a see. blue ribbon school. Yes. We'll see. Yes. And they took him in. And it is amazing to see what it did for his self-esteem as well. He was finally mainstream. Wow. So we yeah. went from a kid who was completely gone, banging his head. I mean, I had doctors saying to me, you know what? This is probably a kid you're going to have to institutionalize. He's probably never going to talk. He's probably never going to fit into community, in society, you know, with peers. And he's How always wrong they are. And I, as a mom... I just won't accept that. The, the, for me, yeah. I was I, this, where there's a will, there's a way, and where there's mindset, I can do it. And yeah. I said yes. I could do it, and I and I did it. So he has now been mainstreamed for three years. Um, he is ten. He's the most. We we do still have a lot of support for him, so we do have yes. ADA therapists that come into the house, and it's just to help him with routine. Um, yes. you know, schedule. So, you know, they come in here and they say, okay, brush your teeth, put your laundry away, you know, and we've been doing that only since this summer. And he now will go and brush his teeth on the, on his own. You know, he's, he's really becoming more and more independent because even though he's 10, he can be quirky and he does have the maturity level of probably a seven year old. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. He's a most people, when I say he's autistic or for out and about, they don't mm-hmm. pick it up. <laughs> Excuse me. They can't pick it up at all. They would mm-hmm. never have picked it up. So, you know, he's doing extremely well um, and just continues to thrive. And we really are just hopeful and optimistic. He loves all things Disney. Um, he, wants yes. to be a, he wants to be a Disney illustrator. He is amazing oh, at yes. Absolutely amazing. Um, he's got an incredible voice. He is happy. He's not defiant. He's sweet. He's loving. He's compassionate. He loves to talk. He loves to be hugged. Um, he's funny. He's got a really dry sense of humor. You can be sarcastic with him and he completely yes. gets it. Um, yes. you, know, you mentioned my sister-in-law. Um, she recently lost yes. her and she has been absolutely instrumental in the last two years and just helping me, guiding me, you know, saying this is what he needs. Get him that OT. He's got a sensory overload. Get him this. So, you know, I have yeah. had amazing yeah. support from my family. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference, Tony, is Definitely. having family. Um, because my mother-in-law, not once did she say to me, I don't support your decision. Oh, I let the kid have junk because I was like, no food diet, no this, no yep. this. We put our own pizza. Yes. He was like, anything yes. to get healthy. And, you know, my sister-in-law, it has been the same, you know. Um, yes. And has really, having gone through it herself, has been able to guide me. And, you know, we only met her two years ago because we found her through Ancestry.com. So had yeah. she been sooner, I probably would have known a lot more. But um, yes, yes. It, it, she's just been phenomenal. So, 
And Aiden really, for me, has been one of my greatest teachers. He has taught me definitely compassion, um, love, you know, not to judge others. And it's, you know, when my kids have playdates, so they don't get along with other kids, I, I really try and teach them and I say to them, you know what? We all have different energy. And so, you yes. know, they get on with someone and other people we don't. It doesn't make that person a bad person. It's just our energy uh-huh. doesn't well with their energy. And it, and, and that's all we're going to leave it at. We don't have to like everybody, but we can be kind yeah. to everyone. I think yeah. that is what yeah. I've learned with Aiden. And I'm seeing more and more children now as as people are becoming more aware, becoming more compassionate and understanding. Um, You know, I'll never forget when he was tiny, we were going, we were traveling and we were at the airport and someone said to me, control your child. And I was just quiet and I let them have it. And And I don't think you would see as much as that anymore. I think there's a lot more acceptance. I really hope so. I really hope so. Um, I hope that um, one of the things that will come out of 2020 as being a milestone year in so many ways, I really hope that the world comes out the other side, a kinder, less judgmental, more uh, spiritual focused world so that we can have these beautiful children in the world fully accepted doing their own thing to the best of their ability and helping them with everything that we now know uh, or are uh, growing to know about autism. So it just goes to prove that I hear it so often, Vanessa, that mums know best. They really do. And when doctors don't listen, that's where the problem's Uh, start to arise and I really do think that there needs to be more embracement of western and other modalities so sure go to a doctor and do the things that we know that you should but combine that with all these other modalities (coughs) that are proven to be helpful so Vanessa which of the things do you still do with Aiden does he still have stem cell therapy do you still do the blood work does he still do hyperbaric oxygen therapy what are the things that you've kept in his life going forward right so I think for the most part we've healed him um, a lot and so I will say that with food I have gotten a lot more yes. lax. You know, if we go to a yes. birthday party, I used to take a gluten-free cupcake with me and I'd take yep. pizza. Yep. I don't notice that since the stem cells, I don't notice the leaky gut anymore. Yes. And if I do, it's yes. occasional if he's had dairy. So I do let him have pizza. I do let him have cake and yep. I do let him be a child. And he'll ask yes. me, he'll say, mom, is this okay? And I'll say, you know, something like Gatorade. I'll say to him, you know what? That, that's red and what does red dye do to our brain and you know Aiden yes. knows that he has autism we yes. we don't try and shield it from him you know I've explained to him that he's different I've explained to him where my belief system where he got it from and what caused it and yes. why we don't continue yes. with those treatments he understands yes. that and I say that it doesn't make you any less you're different but we're all different and um, 
you know, we don't, we don't label as an autism, but he knows he gets therapy and he knows that it's helping him. And he's like, yes. he's like, I'm yes. pretty normal, right, mom? And I'm like, you're better than normal, you know? So yeah. it's, it's having those open communications with him now that he's old enough um, to understand. Um, as far as stem cells, because we've used all of his stem cells already, um, he yes. won't get another infusion. My husband, that. right? My husband doesn't believe in using donor cells because he believes that there is DNA embedded in the blood. Um, and yeah. even though there's been great success, people going, you know, all over the country into Panama to get stem cells, that's just not for our family. Um, you know, yeah. just my husband's that's not fair okay. Enough. He is a complete match to his sister, Juliet, mm-hmm. uh, and we could use her stem cells. But my husband was like, yeah. let's keep hers safe because they, both of them are complete yes. match. God forbid there's ever leukemia or something, you know, yes. serious. We can yes. treat it with those. That's, or, you know, yeah. science is always evolving. They can take those stem cells and at one point, and I know this is in the process, they can duplicate those stem cells and create yes. more. Yes. So let's yes. leave those right now because he's thriving. I mean, if he wasn't thriving, yeah. then maybe. But we're seeing progression. Like I said, he goes on with ABA therapists. They come into the house. I'm now homeschooling um, <laughs> three children. And um, uh. it's been a challenge. Um, <laughs> but um, they're happy and content. So the ABA therapists do come in to help me. And they're here Monday through Thursday from 9 to 12, you know, just yes. to keep him on task and focus because he's very neurotypical in the fact that I don't want to listen to mom you know I, yes. I'll listen to everyone else but I won't listen to yes. mom I'm going to do what I want and my neurotypicals are the same way when the ABA therapist comes in and says okay let's sit down let's do your checklist they have no problem yeah. but when it's mom and I say do this let's hide yes. we don't want to do it so um <laughs> So, I mean, it's so he does still get the ABA therapy, um, and ABA stands yeah. for Applied Behavior Analysis, and it's just yes. to help him be more successful. But, you know, in diet, we pretty much our home, we're very, I'm very holistic and clean. We eat an organic diet, we yes. eat clean. Do we go out to restaurants? Absolutely. Do we get treats and ice cream out now and then? Yes. yes. Absolutely live, but we eat a, mostly a clean diet. Um, Aiden still has a limited diet, um, and uh-huh. you know, it's, but he will try things. You know, I will make him things and go. Okay, well, you have to sit down and eat five blueberries and four strawberries before you can get up, and he'll pull a face. Yes. And it, but I try and desensitize him to it. So, you know, yeah. what we were offered when he was, he used to mouth things and put everything in his mouth, and what they used to do for autistic kids back then was they would give them a chew toy and you know uh-huh. have, give them something and my belief system and for my family I was like I'm not going to enable that behavior I'm going to desensitize yeah. that if that works for another child and another family each family has to do what works for them so I would never yeah. judge another yeah. but for us I was like I'm not going to give him the crutch I'm going to desensitize that so that he doesn't yeah. need that so he's walking around with the necklace, chewing on things for sensory. So, um, and, you know, like I said, he's, he's doing really well. He's, he's got friends, um, kids like him because he's funny. He's funny. And he's, Vanessa, he's, go ahead. Do you have, do you have a hope 
that as he gets older, he will actually get closer and closer to what his age is because he said like he's 10, um, but he's kind of like a child of seven. Is there the hope that as he ages, that gap will slowly diminish? You know, I that's a hard question because I've yeah. thought, um, you know, from the age of five to seven, that gap would have diminished. And then I see him now around yes. 10 year olds and they're talking about video games and cool things. And he's talking about Buzz Lightyear, who he's loved since he was two years yes. old. And sometimes uh-huh. I find myself going, oh, feeling a little sad that he hasn't bridged that gap. I would like to believe yeah. that with time and with maturity and in the right environment yes. with the right services like the ABA, and the, which gives him yes. those life skills that we will. Um, you know, when yeah. I speak to my sister-in-law, she goes, you know, he's always going to have autism and it's not going to make yes. him less. And yes. you think of great people that are quirky like Dan Aykroyd and it doesn't mean you're a little immature that you're not going to be successful so do I think he's going to be an independent adult and do I think he's going to be successful absolutely he has such a drive and a passion and like I said he he, since he's two years old he's loved Buzz Lightyear he loves all things Disney he is amazing he hates to write but if he's going to go write a story He'll write a whole Disney story, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to write Disney movies, and he wants to be a director. And, you know, part of me goes, you know what? I think he can do it. That's what he wants. Yes. Yes. You know, and then this weekend, he amazed me. I We were visiting my father-in-law, and um, he has a grand piano, and Aiden's been listening now to Minecraft. I gave him my Spotify account, and he downloaded these Minecraft songs. And they just, you know, popular songs that have changed the words. And they must have gotten the rights. And he went to the piano and he was listening to the sound and playing the yeah. song. And by the time we left, he was using his ear and playing the entire song. And I was wow. like, oh. I looked at my husband. And, you know, Leora has been saying, get him a piano, get him a piano, because you'll play here and there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want that noise in the house. I don't want that noise in the house. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And... By the time I left, um, it was a long weekend. We left Monday. I said to my husband, I'm like, we need to get this kid a piano. He is too talented to be able to play music by hearing it and not to to give it to him. That's a real gift, Vanessa, a real gift. And you know what? A lot of people are gifted. You know, we just don't know it. And we've got to let them explore. Let them find that gift and show it to the world Vanessa before we run out I just want I run out of time rather I just wanted to ask can I have your permission to put your email address in the chat box for our listeners who might be listening and have questions about your um, journey with Aiden is that okay absolutely absolutely and you have it Tony it's Vanessa EL1 at iCloud.com and you know I've also been a parent advocate Oh, that's wrong. Yes. The email that Sorry? pops up on the screen. The email that pops up oh. on the screen was incorrect. Sorry, that is wrong. My humble apologies. Let me just do that again. Vanessa. EL1 at iCloud.com. And I have been a parent advocate over the years. So I've helped many parents, both 
you know, with services within the school, as well as helping them with nutrition and my journey and just sharing my, my journey with them. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm always happy to help people, you know, and just give them hope because I remember when I I was diagnosed and it's scary and you feel like your whole world just comes down on you, just comes crashing down on you. You know, all your dreams, all your fantasies just literally get shattered in that moment. And it's taking that moment, going through that dark moment and then just picking yourself up and saying, okay, now I'm going to tackle this. And no, like I said, there's not one fix. There's not one magic pill. There's not one modality. Mm -hmm. It's healing. It's multifaceted. But the body can heal itself. And Aiden does do meditation uh, and yoga, which really helps with mindfulness. Yes. And breath. I wish that that was something that all schools and preschools integrated into children's lives from a very young age. We would have a calmer, more beautiful world. Vanessa, I really appreciate you taking time to come on Radio Tony tonight. Um, I know you have a busy life and um, those beautiful children to get back to. Um, I just quickly had one last question. How do Aiden's brothers and uh, sister um, feel about Aiden? Are they loving and supportive? He has two sisters, and they are both very supportive. Alexa Good. is, I have to remind her sometimes that I'm the mom. Yes. Um, she, you know, they did karate together. She would come and tell me if yes. kids were mean. Both very protective. Occasionally, she'll say, Aiden gets more attention. You know, and I have to yes, say, okay, so let me balance thinking it. that. But they, yeah. yes. They feel it every now and then, but they absolutely love him. They support him and they encourage him and they, and they applaud him when he does well, you know, so it can be very hard on siblings, um, but they all soak, they're 17 months apart. So they were all so close together that they don't know any different. And they've always just seen Aiden getting the support. And so that's their life. They support him and love him and know, and know that he's different and he needs a little extra. Yeah. Vanessa, we are completely out of time. I am so grateful that you came on Radio Tony to talk about your journey with Aiden and autism. Um, I know that we will stay in contact, but thank you so much. I'm sure the listeners have gained a lot of information from listening to you this morning. And again, listeners, Vanessa's email is in the chat box. It's Vanessa EL1 at iCloud.com. If you have any questions for Vanessa or um, would like some more information, she is a powerhouse of information, knowledge and experience around autism, having dealt with it since uh, Aiden was little. Vanessa, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being on Radio Tony. Uh, Lovely listeners, thank you for joining us today for another Radio Tony and we will be back next week. Over to you, Rebel, and bye for now, everyone. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Where the rebel
Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!